Yes, good morning. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day that's awesome. You're in it. You've protected us. You've kept us. You're faithful to complete the work you've begun in all of us. And Lord Jesus, you also told us that all things work together for good to those who love God. To be encouraged in your faithfulness, be encouraged in your, uh, you're with us. Never leave us or forsake us. That was your promise. So we thank you, Father, <clears throat> for those promises. We thank you for your faithfulness to keep us alive and not just existing on this planet, but actually alive in Christ to do your will and not to be discouraged, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that you'd anoint our words today, that we speak as the oracles of God, that you give us ears to hear, that you give us eyes to see and, and a heart to receive and understand what you're saying to us, Lord God, in the midst of all of this chaos and confusion and attempts by the enemy to deceive the whole world. You said if it were possible even the whole world would be deceived. And we see that cloud, that covering, just pulling up over the heads and the eyes and the comprehension of your world, Father. So we pray now for divine breakthrough that the revelation of Jesus Christ will com- complete an understanding in us and that you lead us and guide us. Lord, give us your wisdom. You said, if any man lacks wisdom, I'm ask of God. You also said that um, you are the faithful witness. So we ask for your testimony in our lives to stand against the testimonies of Satan against us where he accuses us of being uh, guilty and unworthy and all the other lies. So guide our conversations. We speak of these precious things today in the book of Mark in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we're at the time here in the book of Mark mm-hmm. where Jesus has been arrested at the Garden of Gethsemane uh-huh. Betrayed by Judas, and uh, you know, basically forsaken by his disciples. The disciples just took off; they're they're running scared. Um, and we find they bring him before the Sanhedrin. Uh-huh. Now, this is like this is like the um, Supreme Court and the Joint Session of the Legislature. Okay, I mean, the Senate and the House together for the Jews. Okay. Verse 53 of Mark 14, And they led Jesus away to the high priest, and with him were assembled all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes. Mm-hmm. So you got all the the big wig uh, religious leaders are there, um, and Jesus is before them. But Peter followed at a, him at a distance into the courtyard of the high priest, sat with the servants and warmed himself. And so Peter is, you know, on the outside of all this. Uh, Verse 55, Now the chief priests and all the council sought testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. So they're Mm -hmm. looking for evidence. And basically what they do is they trump up evidence, false evidence. Uh, Verse 56, For many bore false witness against him, but their testimonies did not agree. So... And some gonna, rose up, and, and and then some rose up and bore false witness. So they're coming up with all these lying witnesses, mm-hmm. um, saying, verse 58, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple made with hands, and within three days I will build another made without hands. Mm-hmm. That is not what he said. Well, They're, it's twist, in, they're twisting yeah. what he said. He was referring to, he said, destroy this temple, referring to his own physical right. body, yeah. this and in three days I will raise it up. So they're twisting his words. Well, you know, going back to the kind of just catching between what we talked about last time and catching up to where you are right now, um, they brought Jesus out of the, you know, he had prayed the Gethsemane, uh, suffering great drops of blood, very intense. And, of course, the disciples, uh, Peter, and th- they had fallen asleep. He said, your, your, your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. And that is so many times the case with all of us. We have this great intention, this great motivation to be at this thing, do this thing, carry through, complete a project, a task, uh, get the victory, whatever it is, and we fall asleep in the middle of it. We just kind of are taken out. And I think that the enemy took them out 
but it was a way of it's kind of a defense mechanism to just give up or you know it's too heavy too much you disassociate disconnect so we had that happening and then of course we have all the other critical little events that happened but when they came um, to get Jesus Judas and the gang there was both a company of uh, the um, the Jewish temple guards and also the Roman soldiers and right. so we see from um, which which uh, is it Luke where they talk about taking him to Annas first is that where they um, anyway so they got they brought the guards brought him to Annas who was the father-in-law of the high priest the high priest was Caiaphas so but they but the backstory on this is that Annas had you know he'd been a high priest the high priest for five five or six years or six or seven years something like that and then ultimately in succession five of his sons were the high priest right after him and then one of his son-in-laws and Caiaphas was the son-in-law and even one of Annas's grandsons was the high priest. So they had a big dynasty going on there. And the thing, they're very, Ionis was very wealthy. The whole group was being uh, the funds from the temple, the exchange of, of things in the temple that where Jesus turned the tables of the temple over, the money changers. That stuff was being funneled. That money was being funneled into Annas's, uh bank account. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, he had some real concern that this Jesus who was messing up his financial you know, sources would be taken out of the picture. And also, once because they brought Jesus to Annas' house first, his palace was closer to the garden. And so immediately when they brought Jesus into Annas' house, they dismissed the Roman soldiers so that the soldiers were no longer a part of the the, the plot and the scene until we get actually into Pilate's ter- uh, palace again. So the, first of all, the Jews had at Jesus. The, and Annas and, and uh, um, Caiaphas, they had no intention. I mean, Caiaphas was the one who said it would be better for somebody to die for the nation. So they had, he, Jesus was expendable. He wasn't, he, that was the uh, sacrifice lamb to placate the Romans as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what, what you're talking about in John chapter 18 talks about, you know, uh, he said, well, I spoke, he said, how come the high priest then asked Jesus about his, disi- dis- his disciples and his doctrine? Okay. Mm-hmm. Verse 20 of John 18, Jesus answered him, I spoke openly to the world. I always taught in the synagogues and in the temple Mm -hmm. where the Jews always meet. And in secret, I have said nothing. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what Mm -hmm. I said to them. Well, indeed, they know what I said. Well, they knew what he said, but they were, as we just read in Mark, Mm -hmm. they were twisting what he said. Right. They twisted it. They misinterpreted it. Well, they intended to do that. It was like a... Oh, yeah. They, they, it, was a it was a setup. Court. It was a, a kangaroo setup. court. Yeah. And so... And when he had said So typical things, of what goes yeah, on today. Yeah. So, and then we read about... Um, uh, they, they started, you know, beating him. The officers who stood, the temp, probably the temple guards, struck Jesus with the palm of their hand. One of the officers said, do you answer the high priest like that? He said, you know... He said, you know, accusing him of disrespecting the high priest. And Jesus answered him, if I have spoken evil, bear witness to you. But, well, why do you strike me? Mm-hmm. And then verse 24, then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Yeah. So, well, yeah. And, and so what we're seeing here is there's nothing really recorded about what Annas said to them, except that he sent him on to his, his right, son-in-law. Right. So whatever occurred at the palace, uh, the palace of Caiaphas, um, we have, you know. Don't you, have much information. Well, John. That refers to um, the interviews between the high priest and Jesus right, at the Gospel right. of John. But, um, you know, the whole deal is that, you know, he is he is fal- false witnesses against him, falsely accused. Uh-huh. And, and a lot of times, I mean, their testimonies did not agree. Okay. Well, uh, this is what... Okay. I think it's complicated because it's not really, but there's so many people involved. There's there's Annas, and he sends them to Caiaphas, and Caiaphas, he's representing the, the Sanhedrin, and, and they're all kind of trying to get their... Uh, their two cents worth in. And, and they're, their they're accusations, to get their them. case together, you know, to bring it before Pilate, because they had to put together this case pretty quickly and have something that would fly or... That Pilate would see as serious enough to consider in his well, own Well, it's, it's kind of like today if there was an issue here in the United States of somebody trying, going to the Supreme Court about a matter mm-hmm. and then and then also bouncing it over to the uh, legislature, the Senate or the House, 
and then bouncing it around to the president. You know, yeah, it was kind of yeah. like mm-hmm. it was kind of like a hot potato. Mm-hmm. She's the expression. If you're familiar with that, it's like, uh, like you know, no, it's too hot. I'm going to hand it to you. I'm going to hand it to you. I'm going to hand it to you. And so that's what what was going on here. And their testimonies, of course, did not agree. He says. Um, the high uh-huh. priest stood in the midst. Well, and, and they were trying purposely, deliberately to get a, a negative testimony, oh, something yeah. to they're, substantiate they're doing, the murder. They weren't looking to for innocence. They were looking for a, a cause, something that they could know. pin on Jesus. And I think that is kind of the way this justice is, goes well, these listen, days, too. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. For sure, right? absolutely. He is the adversary. He is the accuser. And so this is what we see. You know, there's... False accusations, oftentimes false accusations are made for the purpose of murder, for the purpose, for the purpose of, of execution by the yeah. criminals. Yeah. So the, the those who are uh, the criminals are accusing those who are righteous in many cases, like they are here, and they they say they did the same thing with the prophets. You know, Jeremiah. Well, you know, they didn't like his message. You know, Old Testament, but, Jeremiah, but they didn't like his message. They didn't like so the message. So, so they, they had to like, be very selective on getting the witnesses because there's many people who heard Jesus' message. He mm-hmm. didn't speak in but, secret. But notice they didn't get the ones that really got the truth. Correct. He, they found See the, the nefarious ones, the Yeah, the, the borderline people. Yeah, the, the, probably the insane yeah. people who didn't even kind understand. Kind of the it. useful idiots. So they, because they Jesus said he, he didn't preach his doctrine in secret, so everybody knew it. You know, in secret I spake nothing. So the synagogue, the temple, the Jews, they all knew it. There was no question about what he was saying. And then so that to find something wrong with what he was saying, they would have to find someone who didn't understand what he was saying. And therefore, obviously, his people were but like they're you said, but they're just idiots. they're just twisting yeah, twisting right. all his well, words. Well, that's what the serpent has done since the beginning. Mm. The serpent twists this earth. He twists the, the perceptions. He twists the the interrogations. He twists the the legislating. He twists the the relationships. The serpent is a good, uh, perfect symbol of what has happened to this earth. Everything has gotten twisted. Mm-hmm. You know, it got twisted in the garden when God's original initial relationship with Adam and Eve got mm-hmm. twisted spun there was a different spin put on and that serpent has been around ever since in the form of lies dragons i mean every country has their dragon has their serpent has their their flying serpent their this or is that their patron demon their, their, yeah because he's the patron <laughs> demon of the earth since Adam and Eve yeah. gave up their their authority yeah yeah so uh, and met Jesus <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, verse sixty-one of Mark fourteen. He kept silent and answered nothing. Uh, you know, there's a time to speak. There's a time to respond. Well, Again, the high priest asked him, saying to him, "Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed?" Jesus said, "I am." And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power. And coming mm-hmm. with the clouds of heaven. Now, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So he's silent. If you go to Isaiah chapter 53, it talks about Jesus, verse 7. Yeah. This is, this is, he was fulfilling prophecy by just keeping his mouth shut at this point. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Isaiah 53, uh, 7. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheer sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. So at this point, he was he was fulfilling that Isaiah fifty three seven. Are you the Christ? You know, there's mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's times where what you say is not going to convince anybody anything different. Yeah. yeah. You know that you you just it's you know going what? it's it's going to go its their, course. It's going to run its course. It's going to run its course. They've yeah. got their minds made up. They're not going to, you know, what you say isn't really going to change things. But the point is, he does say something here. He's He gets a direct way. He does not answer the false accusations. He answers the, a, question, a direct question, are you the Christ? He says, I am. He's not going to deny mm-hmm. who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and here's an interesting point. Um, if you if you look at this, I mean, there's many many levels of looking at this 
Jesus being um, arrested and taken to Caiaphas, taken into the the world system, to the to the belly of the evil of the world system, and they're all doing Satan's bidding at this point, whether they know it or not. Um, but Jesus already knew all this was going to happen. He wasn't ignorant of a bit of it. He knew Peter would deny him. He knew that Peter was there, standing there, afar off, waiting to hear. He he knew that he was in this area, in this Annas's palace. He knew they were setting up all these accusations. And like you said, but here's another thing Jesus knew, that if he would have shut his mouth right then and said nothing, when, when, when they demanded that he tell who he was, are you the son of God? Um, and he, if he would have said nothing, even in all their kangaroo efforts to uh, indict him, find him guilty, uh, and, and needed, they needed really to get him off the scene for many reasons, as we already mentioned. You know, Jesus was busting up their, their laundering of the temple money. Uh, he was, you know, bringing in another doctrine that was going to undermine their the stability of their pharisaical foundations. And he was just a troublemaker. He was just, you know, they didn't, they, I don't think they believed that he was the son of God at that point. I really don't think they, they dared to believe that. I think they were totally blinded to that. But they got to get this troublemaker off their, you know, he's just another, you know, you know, nothing person who's messing up their, you know, their, their system. Their system. There you go. That's the word. Their system. And so, so, but if Jesus would have said nothing according to their own law, he, he did not have to testify against himself. Mm-hmm. And so, if he would have said nothing, and they found no witnesses, they couldn't have had, wouldn't have had enough evidence uh, to go forward and to ask Pilate for the crucifixion, for the execution. So you have to. Remember. So Jesus willingly then, willingly stepped into. I mean, what he could have stepped out of, he could have stepped out of his death sentence. He could have got out of it by just keeping his total mouth shut. But, but this is why he came. That's right. So he, so that's why the Bible says he willingly laid down his life. He willingly laid it down because he willingly could have not said a word and then therefore would have been out of the Father's will, but he would have saved his life temporarily. So in, in a sense that when he going ahead to the crucifixion, those that crucified him were murderers. Yet at the same time, he laid down. He was laying down his life. Right. Right, so it's all true. Every part of it's true. It's just like there are many times in the Scripture where there's two or three different things that seem to contradict each other, but they're all true. <laughs> like, for example, when it says that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem, and it said God says he would bring his son up out of Egypt, and he'd be called a Nazarene yeah, it's like or how, a Galilean. Like, how say. does that work? Well, you we're know, so you know dumb. You know, no, I can like, be from I can be from a certain town. I can also have been from another town, mm-hmm. and I could have been from another town. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's our perspective, and we just are so literal and simplistic when it comes to anything. It's got to you know that we are like ch- children. We don't understand the depths, the layering, the comprehensive con- uh, of this death. It had to be done, but Jesus had to lay his life down willingly. But he had to have somebody who was willing to take it too. Well, so so what's what's being anticipated here, as far as the work of Messiah is concerned, by the Jewish religious leaders would be more uh, one that was in conformity with their corruption. Yeah, that would mm-hmm. lead a revolution to overthrow the Romans. Right. So that their system. Their religious system, their Judaism, could rule once again. They would have power well, along with this I think, Savior. They, I think we have two sets of, or at least two sets of, of thought here. You have those people who want to do that, overthrow Rome. And that's your, you know, what were they, the Maccabean type people. Mm-hmm. And they were going to start their little uh, guerrilla warfare against Rome here and there, which didn't go very well. Yeah, and Simon then, the Zealot. Yeah, one of and Jesus I think Judas was one of those two. I think Judas was, uh, was a zealot. I think he was also of the Maccabean. Wasn't he a Maccabean? He wanted to see this overthrow of Rome. And when he didn't see that happening, and he didn't see that in the near future happening with Jesus, which he had he had kind of thrown his lot in with Jesus, thinking, well, here's the guy. He's going to finally take Rome down. I, I really believe that was Judas's downfall because it, became, it was his passion and he wanted to see that happen more than anything else. And when he saw it wasn't happening, then he, he gave up on Jesus. But but so you have this group of people who are zealots, 
uh, who tried to you know overthrow Rome. But then you have the the Annas's and the and the uh, Caiaphas's who are working uh, with with, with Rome. They're yeah, they're hand in glove. They're they're getting uh, fed by it. They're getting wealthy by it. They're fav- giving favors to the Romans and in return getting favors back. It's just a good old boys club. It's just like a you know mm-hmm. you scratch my back, I'll scratch it. So they had no intention of overthrowing Rome. As a matter of fact. They used that very thing with Pilate. Well, here's a man who said, you know, he's, he's not to pay tribute to Caesar. So as we go on in the story, we'll see that they're building a case against Jesus by taking the side of the Romans. Well, yeah, some those, those, those latter ones you mentioned, they were looking, really, we're going to have a peaceful coexistence. We're going to cooperate. We know if you can't lick them, join them. Exactly. That sort of thing. But then really... Where would their messianic hope be if we're going to just co- just we're going to survive and we're going to compromise? Or we're going to just well, they had no get, hope. Get they were just living the, for the day. They, they, they were they really they were money and were just living for their yeah their own appetites, their own wealth, their own appetites. That was a that very short sighted way to live on the earth. You just kind of live for a day, eat, drink, and be merry, because tomorrow you don't know where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't have any. And and I think the, the, there was a few. Then there's another group of people. There's a third group of Jewish. Uh, people and they are like the Marys and the Josephs and and the, the um, uh, Zebedees and the Elizabeths who still had in they were the common people they were the forgotten people they were the powerless people they were the little drones the worker bees who kept believing that there was a true Messiah coming however they there was a confusion in the beginning uh, there throughout all of Isaiah and Jeremiah the various prophets. There was always a mixture of his first and second coming, mm-hmm. so they didn't ever sort that out properly. And no one, no one really ever said, "Voila, he's going to be coming two times." I get it, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's a first and it's oh, I bet you Bethlehem's the first time. Oh yeah, because and and of course you know the book of Revelations had not yet been written by at that point, so that revelation had not yet been given. So all they had was what was going on with the prophets. And those, some of those are very, I mean, because the prophecies could also be immediately applied. Like, for example, um, the tribes of Israel, when, Jer- when Jeremiah and Isaiah were prophesying, and the various minor prophets, they were talking about the, the fall of uh, the, the captivities going into Babylon, the Assyrians right. coming, um, and all that. And so this kind of end of the world kind of thing could easily be applied to their current situation. So there was not very many people, I don't think, who ever caught on that there was going to be a second coming. And so, but Jesus, he knew the whole thing the whole time through. He knew that he had to die on the cross and this was the first coming. He knew this had to be the first peace because if he didn't do this, die on the cross for our sins, Satan would always have the final argument. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he could take away um, the people's lives because they already belonged to him. Mm-hmm. So what Jesus is saying here, he's he's really... He's really getting in deep trouble. The tr- and the truth, the truth always gets you in trouble. You yeah. know, count on At it. First. It's, it's gonna get it's gonna get you in trouble. Because people don't why? Because people don't want to hear it because people, the whole system is not set up to love the truth. It's set up to love the lie. Because Satan is the you know, why does Satan get by with everything? Because why does he get by with sinning and lying and telling, you know, and, and cheating and murdering? Why does he get by with it? Because he is the God of this world, and he set it up so that he would be get by with these things. And who doesn't get by with it? The people Satan doesn't like. If if Satan likes you, you'll get by with your lying and stealing and cheating for a minute. I want to share this with you. Uh, something I read um, a few days ago it talks about referring to, to Jesus. Um, well, Isaiah 42 verse 1 and behold my servant referring to Jesus whom I uphold my elect one and whom my soul delights I have put my spirit upon him and he will bring forth justice to the Gentiles he will not cry out nor raise his voice nor cause his voice to be heard in, in, in the street a bruised reed he will not break and smoking flax he will not quench he will bring forth justice for truth that phrase justice for truth really struck me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because truth justice for truth truth is treated unjustly it is maligned yes most people most people really are so deceived they don't want the truth and a lot of them 
wouldn't wouldn't know the truth, and it was sitting in, in front of him. Well, it was. And, and it was. was. The truth The truth was there among us. The Word became flesh and what? Dwelt among us, John said, and we beheld his glory. And so he was there. The truth was right there. Right there. But right. he is going to, at some point, you know, later, justice for truth. There, you know, there's right now there's injustice for truth, right? So he's going to bring justice well, for truth. And, and notice how Jesus was a couple of days before. Here he's standing in front of Caiaphas and Annas and being, and being accused by these bogus accusations. But a few days before that, he was showing his authority. He had shown his authority for the last three or three and a half years as he was casting out demons, as he was healing the sick, mm-hmm. as he was opening the blind eyes, as he was giving the mute and the deaf ears and tongues to speak. Uh, you yeah. know, casting out demons. I mean, raising the dead. He was a total authority here, total well, cool man, but but dangerous because he everything he did, everything he said, everything he purported, uh, you, know, you know, reached out, touched. Everything he did was another attack against the the fake ju- judicial religious system of mm-hmm. his day. Yeah. It was it was exposing it, exposing it. And, so, and just a couple of days before he's standing before Caiaphas, he's actually in the temple throwing over those tables mm-hmm. and, you know, cha- chasing out the criminals and the and the, the liars and the thieves. How long did that last, though? Notice the witnesses weren't there to testify. The, none of the disciples were there to testify. Well, Peter's hanging out in the background. You know, Peter, he's scared to death. Peter's not there. Uh, the, the woman at the well is not there. The woman taken in adultery yep. is not there. Zacchaeus is Mary not and there. Martha, Zacchaeus, Matthew, mm-hmm. they're not there. None of the ones... Lazarus is not there. Rece- Lazarus, yeah, yeah. None of the ones who was raised from the dead, Jesus raised them from the dead, none of those so were there. So this is a very dark night this is a of very, a being abandoned by his friends. They were very... Um, a select Absent. group of witnesses. Mm-hmm. It's like today, right. Right. you know... You like, stack the court, you, you stack, stack the, the, court, the ju- stack jury. The jury. Mm-hmm try to get a judge that's going to be favorable to your cause. Well, you know, they wouldn't have had any more trouble getting Jesus convicted and crucified if they'd have brought him forward today. Even Same even thing. if even if he's we've had 2000 years from that time to this of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I promise you if they did the same thing today, brought him before a, a an accusatory body, um he would be this he would be crucified today just like then even though we've had 2000 years of the gospel because people don't understand even what that means mm-hmm. they don't understand truly that it means that when you follow Jesus Christ that you are no longer you're you're committed you're um converted you're um convicted and converted you're turn you've turned from being a part of this world system uh to being a part of God's kingdom God's community and a lot of people in this world are going to church feverishly. They go every week, several times a week. They pray, they worship, they practice, they follow, they read their Bibles. They try to be good. They try not to sin and blah, 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 blah. And they still don't really understand the, the power of what's going on here, uh, the necessity for Jesus dying on the cross. And they're, they're, they're not living the, the true life, a living life, um, uh, a, a life of intensity that Jesus died to give us. They're still going through the motions, only now they're just, it's another form of religion. It's just, you know, there was the Pharisees, here it's the church systems, and it's it's an overwhelming mess. It's, if it's, you see what's gone on in what we purport to be church and church mm-hmm. leaders and, mm-hmm. and, and, and those that, you know, would give us understanding or teach as Bible teachers and worship leaders, and, and if, if you looked to them, for your spiritual direction instead of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, you're going to be out in left field. Mm-hmm. You're going to be disillusioned, upset, and ready to just throw your hands up and say, forget this whole thing. Who can you believe? Because it's that bad. It's that confusing. Yeah, it's, been this, and it's been all through the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. And now the New. You had, you know, what did you have? You had the truth, the, the law of God, it, you know, mixed with the paganism of the day. You had the true men of God, the true prophets, were attacked, maligned, lied about, killed. It's the same thing. It's the same thing we're into. And, and Jesus, there in, in Mark fourteen sixty two, he said he's saying, "I am the Christ." And then you know, and that's if if that wasn't um, 
how could I say, bad enough as far as getting mm-hmm. him in trouble. Mm-hmm. He says, you're going to... You're going. You will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power, right, mm-hmm. and yeah. coming with the clouds of heaven. And so, Mark, uh, Revelation one seven, behold, he is coming with clouds, yeah. and every eye will see him, even they who pierced him. It's mm-hmm. very and back in those days, they didn't have the technology that we know we have every, now to yeah, make even it. those who pierced him. And all of the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him, even so. Amen. So these who are, are at this point, preparing to pierce him at some point, you know, whether they're resurrected from the dead or something, they're, they're going to see. Well, they're alive somewhere. Obviously, they're everybody that we somewhere. call dead that has right. died here is still alive somewhere. This is a very good example of that or, or um, support of that because... You don't die. I mean, yes, we leave this planet and our bodies die and we leave them behind. But And we put them in coffins or we cremate them or whatever we do and we lose and we can't see those people anymore down here. They're, they're gone, but mm-hmm. they're not really gone. They're, mm-hmm. they're alive somewhere. And that's the scary part because where are you going to be alive? Are yeah. you going to be alive in, in the kingdom of heaven or in the abyss, yeah. um, which God doesn't want you to be in there? Mm-hmm. And, and so everybody, everybody, I don't care how... Indifferent. I don't care how evil, I don't care how removed they are from the gospel, how, how much they hate it, how much they deny it, how much they don't even know it is. Everybody's going to have to give an account of what they did with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, what did you do with my son? That's the question. It's not what did you do with your sin. It's what did you do with my son? And so Satan has made everything very, very complicated. And so many people just say, I, I give up. I give up. I don't even want to be here. I don't want to be here. It's easier not to be here. I wish I were dead. And I've seen this too, that people have been pushed to the point where they don't want life anymore because life means you have to live. Life means you have to get go, get involved. Life means you have to take a risk. Life means you have to fight your fears. Life means you have to stand for the truth. Mm-hmm. And so they've really surrendered to this place where um, it's easier to die. It's easier. And how many people, I'm just going off on a little rabbit trail right now. So how how it's so much easier to just give up yeah just just give up and just yield yield to your appetites uh just yield to whatever easy whatever's easy is, whatever's comfortable whatever's easy, whatever they yeah. tell you to do it's like you're already zombified and you're whatever, already yeah. uh, in the, the whatever escape you can find whether it's you're already captured if it's but food food drugs entertainment well, they're just waiting to die, honey. Yeah. It's just a, a pastime. Everything they do is a pastime waiting to die. And they don't think of their life as anything precious. They don't think... And, and you can see it. Their life degenerates. Mm-hmm. Their relationships degenerate. They, and, and then they do die. Because if you've made an agreement with death, um, I don't like my life. I don't want to be here. I wish I were dead. Um, all of those things. Allow Satan to come in and do what he wants to do. And you know what? I'm telling you, the power of your words, you have no idea. You're, you know, even though you deny that you have any power and you think you're helpless and you think you don't amount to anything and you don't matter and you don't don't have any good bloodlines and all this other stuff, whatever you, you know, nothing's happened good for you. It's all bad luck and hard and ta-da-da, whatever, da-da-da. The, the truth is you still, if you're a human being made in the image of God, you are still a son or daughter um, made in the image of God and therefore you've been given power. And one of the powers that we have been given that we don't realize is the power of words, the power to bless and the power to curse. And, and Jesus, the words are so important because in the beginning, God spoke. And those words, Jesus was called the word through Jesus Christ, the word he spoke all things into existence. So the word of God, let there be light, let there be, you know, um, uh, firmament and let there be the separation, let there be animals and blah, 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 blah. All these things were brought forth by words. Words are vibrations and everything in this planet. Everything, everything that looks tangible and stable and solid and unmovable is full of moving vibrations. Everything, even colors. But anyway, it's all crazy. It's all, nothing is really what it appears to be. Nothing. I mean, even in Hebrews, it says that things which appear are made of things which cannot be seen. Um, Molecules and atoms and things like that, which they couldn't see, were making up their solid tables that they were sitting on. But anyway, back to going, where is, where's my part in this? If Satan can convince you to use your words, to give your words to him, and this is how it works. He got Adam and Eve's words. 
they were given authority in the garden. They were given the power to administrate the garden. And Satan tricked them. He, they, he offered them a deal, a, a better deal, which turned out to be a bad deal. And they agreed with it. And so they gave their power to him. And, and people say, well, you know, Satan has no power except the power we give him. And that is true. Uh, but we give him a lot of power without realizing it. And when we give him our words, we give him our authority, we give him our, our uh, we curse things or we murmur about things or we um, subconsciously even agree with things that we don't realize we've agreed with. Those things become the uh, force, the determinant force behind where we go and how things go in our life. So if your life is floating down the river of death to death and you don't care um, and you're going to, you better make sure that at the, you know what you're doing because at the end you won't like where you end up. If you, if you give yourself over to um, whoever and whatever, and it doesn't matter. And I wish I were dead. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, you've given yourself over to the enemy. Literally there's only two categories. Yeah. Uh, one of the old Testament prophets, and I not able to recall that right now, talks about, well, God is speaking, and he says, I'm going to annul or, bre- or break yep. your covenant with death. Yep. Yeah, I so, remember. So yeah. we have a, a lot of people, like you're saying. Well, you I think a, we're born with it. A covenant with death because, you so know, we, death passed upon all men for all of sin. You know, yeah, it says well, that in was, Romans. Yeah. So it's not just, um, you know, Jesus, God is, like, like you're saying, is, he is the author of life. God is the author of life. And he mm-hmm. wants us to live in this realm, in this dirty, dirty, nasty world of treachery and evil. God wants us to live an abundant life, believe it or not. In the midst of this, yeah. in the midst of it. Jesus, you know, lived this perfect life in the midst of well, all the evil he, and treachery. Now, we're not going to live that life perfectly. Well, and that's not what's expected either. But when you said they annulled, God annulled your covenant with death, this is where he did it, at the cross. He annulled the covenant with death because that's where we were all under that covenant. Satan had gathered up everybody who all have sinned and come show the glory of God that the soul that sin shall die. So all of us, even though one of us had sinned, all of us became under that same covenant because we're of his seed. And so Satan just claimed the whole lock, stock, and barrel. When he got Adam and Eve, he got everything. And so, but Jesus annulled the covenant with death because he had to give his death for our, for our life. It's a death for death. So a death had to be given to exchange, to uh, justify, to remove the curse of death. Death for death, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. That's the Old Testament law, and that's the law Satan still uses. He's very meticulous. And if you judge someone, then he gets to judge you. If you get to poke out somebody's eye, then he gets to poke out your eye. Um, and that's the, but that's not the law of justice that God uses. God can't use that one because if you poked out somebody's eye, how would that be uh, in agreement with the law of love? Love one another. You know, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. So God says, forgive and let him be the judge. And this is the only way you can get out of Satan's judgment is by letting God be the judge. You stop judging, forgive, and let that judgment go back to the Father, to the judge, and let him do the judging and you do the, you do the being and let God work out the differences. But, but this is it. The, the, this, the covenant with, with death was annulled through the death of Jesus Christ, which now gave whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord the opportunity, the option to live. They could come into a place of life. Part of the new covenant is this. I, uh, Jeremiah thirty-one, thirty-three, the latter part of that verse. I will put my law in their minds and write it in their hearts, on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So this is a big part of right. what God has well, this, And you can this see is, why. It, it's putting, so, so there's, he says it's not a matter of conforming to some Doctrine. external mm-hmm. rules. Mm-hmm. Or it's, not that, it's not that we're lawless, mm-hmm. but it's like he's putting it inside the heart. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I mean, years ago, I had a pig that I had for a certain project, and I washed the pig on the outside. Sometimes get it all clean, get it ready to take to our, our livestock fair, and you know it'd be all nice and clean. And then what would would you what, paint what the toenails too? What would it do? Yeah, 
We'd, Paint we'd, the we'd, toenails? No, no, we'd, we'd clear fingernail polish. Clear fingernail polish oh, on the toenails <laughs> when you're getting ready to show. Earrings, too. Some people would put, uh, on a white pig, they'd put talcum powder on. To make it know, look whiter. Look whiter. and ch- But what happens? You, you take the pig out of the show ring where you want him to look all pretty, and you bring him back home, you put him in the pen, he'll crawl in the mud hole. Why? Because his nature hasn't changed. He's been He's still fixed up on the outside. He still has a pig nature. Pig heart. And, and <laughs> a, a pig heart. <laughs> and so what Jesus does is change it. It's the chain from the inside out. Yeah. We've got all these laws in America and around yeah. the world. That can't make us be perfect. Can't make us be good. Can't make us like one another. More and more laws. Laws against laws. Law cannot legislate love. You know, you pass a million laws, but you can't do this and that. But you can't right. force somebody to love one one another with those laws. Yeah. And if 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 there was true love for one another, we wouldn't need, need all, all those these laws. Human yeah. Yeah. man laid. Laws. Well, it's, and every man has a choice. It's a good thing you have a choice whether you're going to let the law of love. Rule inside of you, or you're gonna, you know, be buck the law of God and do it your own way. And and I I just pity the many people who have never seen, uh, who don't have any clue as to the goodness of God. But again, we're seeing here this drama unfold in, right before our eyes in the book of of Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, about Jesus knows the whole deal. He lays down his life for us. He's not willing that any should perish. He knew what it would cost him. He knew that it was going to be very extremely, excruciatingly painful. He knew that actually even in the garden, he had to have an angel had to come and strengthen him because he would have died right there. It was so so difficult. Yes. I believe he took on the ba- the burden of the sins of the whole world. I believe that when he died on the cross, um, everything that needed to be fixed, everything that needed to be bought back, everything that needed to be restored, Every soul that needed to be paid for was paid for, yes. and <clears throat> including your your healing, including your, the love for you. There was a specific personal love for you that was demonstrated through his death on the cross. We all think, oh yeah, he died for the whole world. And in the, that statement, we get lost. I, well, I'm yeah. Who am I in the whole world? There's billions of people in there. I'm sure he doesn't, you know, know me uh, particularly. But I I don't think that's true. I believe he knows every hair on your head. So obviously he must know you. And so you can't hide out in the crowd and say, oh, Jesus doesn't see me. Jesus doesn't know me. The whole problem with all this Christianity and church stuff is that we, we are such, we're such, we, we go in, in what are sheep, sheep are in flocks, aren't they? There are flocks, there are groups, there are masses, uh, you know, the masses. There are, um, you know, always crowds, always lost in a crowd. We don't ever really realize that Jesus individually knows you. He loves you. He knows the hairs in your head. He knows from the beginning of the foundation of the world all that would ever happen to you and 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 that he chose you. He called to you to be saved, to walk with him. This is where love begins. It doesn't love. I don't feel particularly warmed and fuzzied and loved because, you know, he loves the whole world. That doesn't do much for me. I mean, that's amazing that he does that. I'm not putting that down, but it really doesn't mean anything to me until I recognize through the power of his Holy Spirit that he's got my number, my name, my thoughts, you know, Psalm 139, you know, fearfully, wonderfully made in the matrix of my mother's womb. He knew all my days before they were begun. He knows everything about us. And, um, and yet people don't even love themselves enough to consider that they might be loved by God. They're that zombified and blacked out, zoned out. But here we see, again, back to the, the book, how the clash, the crash, the, the conflict, this is, this, is like, this is like the World War right here. This is World War One, Two, Three, Four, and all of them put together in this battle on the cross, this battle before Caiaphas. And yet it seems so benign. It seems so uneventful. I mean, it, it's hardly nothing. You know, it's just another day in the life of Caiaphas and Annas and uh, and 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 the and the gang, and yet it's not another day. It is it is an incredible uh, day of uh, just you know bringing forth the two forces of life and death, where Jesus is confronting Satan, and it even looks like and letting Satan think he's one, letting him think that he's one. And I believe if Satan knew everything, he would have known that this was a bad day for him. He should have known that and maybe figured it out right after it happened. I don't know. But even the earth, the creation, this is jumping ahead, but even at the very last heartbeat of Jesus, 
you know, it is finished, his spirit left him. The earth began to wail and shudder and tremble and darkness, darkness and earthquakes and all kinds of things just came pounding down the earth. The weather, everything was saying something there. Well, the, the rocks were saying the something. The death of Christ there. I mean, we're, I know the we're, rocks we're, we're, were more aware of what was going on. Right. The earth, earthquaking, yeah. was yeah. more aware of the devastating uh, mag, you know, I know, magnitude right. uh, of this event than the humans. No human being other than Jesus probably had understood the full significance of what was taking place at that moment. When you when you think of Second right. Corinthians five twenty one, it says, yep. "For he made him who knew no sin mm-hmm. to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him." So he is actually becoming sin, carrying, sin taking, is absorbing, judge, mm-hmm. absorbing. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's incomprehensible for us. Well, because you know what, even though when you think about sin, you think about the effects of sin. You think about the the most heinous. Heinous, mm-hmm. bloody, violent, horrible, sinister, right, dark, demonic uh, activity. Actually, what it satanic is, satanic, demonic activity action. within the human beings. But um, he took on all that, all of it, uh, all of it absorbed in him, and, and it's like and the devastating full, effects the of full it. Full cons- concentration of the sin of the whole world laid on him. Yeah, he, you know, we think, you know, excuse me, I interrupt you, but you think when he's suffocating on the cross, can't breathe, has to push up on his feet to get air into his lungs because he's actually suffocating. And that would be, you'd think, the most horrible thing. That would be the most distracting thing. I, I kind of think he doesn't even think about that. I think he is so distracted by the grief, the sorrow, the anguish of losing, um, uh, you know, these people because they won't believe, because they can't believe, because they've been hauled off to hell by their feelings, by their emotions, by their circumstances, by the devil, um, by false religions, by indoctrinations, by hopelessness and despair. I mean, these demons have carted off many, many people to the place of, and, and dumped them on the human dump of despair and the graveyards of, of human devastation. But Jesus is becoming sin for us. And it's a good thing. You know, usually those crucifixions took a lot longer. Um, they could go for, for a couple, three die. days, yeah, to die. Died, but he was only there, what, three hours? A few hours, yeah. And he 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 gave up the ghost. Everybody was surprised that he died. He'd, well, it was finished. That he was dead. Mm-hmm. He gave up the ghost. He yielded up the spirit. Yeah, he said, in, in, into your hands I commit my spirit. We're going ahead of ourselves. But, said, again, but this is the only way. This is the only way that this redemption could be brought forth. And people would think, oh, how crazy it is. Right. The Bible says mm-hmm. uh, that to the, uh, it's foolishness. To the Jews or to the Greeks. Yeah, foolishness to the Greeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, to Gentiles. And it's just like, how, how could a man how could this dying work? on a cross. Do anything. You know, over 2,000 years ago, make a difference in my life today. Right. That's the only way well, there can be a difference made in your life today is by believing. Well, and the only that way that one. happens is through a personal revelation of the Holy Spirit to you through Jesus Christ. It's revelation got to be Jesus a revelation Christ. because what 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 the enemy our enemy is fighting so intensely these days, distracting, deceiving, defiling, debasing, debauching, the all corrupting, those, corrupt all those things. The image of God. All those things yeah. is he doing. He is doing everything he can to keep the, through this world system. To keep the, the, the distracted yeah. from. To keep the circus the going. And to, yeah. the point being the tragic part of it is that the majority of what we know of it, the vast majority of what we know of is the church is not presenting this right. and, you know, the kingdom. And what we said a That's little bit. The, that's the the tragic that's a that's a real tragic part of this whole deal it's like the ones it's like those who it's like um the doctors are too sick to give us surgery Uh it's like the 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 policemen are too busy to come and help us the firemen are too their houses are burning down and they can't come and help us to rescue us Mm -hmm. this is a tragedy just a tragedy and even though that there is 
there are you know massive media um, portrayals of what supposedly is the gospel. It's still it's just oh. the vast vast majority of it is just so false and so corrupt. And so if if the rescuers mm-hmm. uh, I can't rescue because can't they res- need rescuing can, can no longer rescue us. <laughs> then what what chance do we have? The only chance we have would be if there's like a small, if there's a remnant of people who are still well, that's what the Bible says. It says Lord. in the last days, it says those that know their God, not those that think about God or or you know would not think about, but those that have heard of God, not those, but those that know their God shall do exploits. Be strong, be, be strong and do, do exploits. exploits. So the thing is, we're we're not here to. We cannot manage this situation, this mess that we're in. We're not here to manage it. We're not even here to curse it. We're not here to. We're just here not to necessarily even observe it, but we're here to know that this thing is in God's control, and that God is going to complete the work He's begun. And so, the, the but the question, the only question that's really valid, is what will you do with mm-hmm. the Son of God? What will where will you be on that day when He says when He when everybody comes before Him, and you know now Jesus is coming before everybody here in the Sanhedrin. And, and everybody, the, the kangaroo court, the, the, the criminals and the fairies, the, the swamp, if you will, the true beginning of the swamp, I believe, was has always been here. The swamp has always been here. And Satan is the, the head. The uh, deep state. He is the deep goes, state. Goes he is right the deep. Satan the, is the deep state. Right He's, into the bowels of hell. Right. And it's always been here. It's not just something we discovered, although we've finally, our attention is kind of, We've you know, we were willing to live on the surface of this thing, live in our designated areas and stay away from those areas where people are being destroyed and, and the, the pedophilia and the human sacrifices. We kind of wanted to stay away from that and just live our little quiet, nice life. But now it's all bled all through it with the bleeding of the abortions. It's bled all through our nice little safe rescue places or hiding places through the the occult, through the witchcraft, through the contempt, the hatred, the division. Satan has pulled everybody into it. Now, there's no hiding places anymore. There's no nice little get out into the country or find your new frontier somewhere, you know, so you can start a new life and, and be all taken up with that. We're all involved in this now. We're pulled in, and you the only way to escape it now is to go into the new escapes, like um, uh, video games, virtual realities, drugs, um, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It, it just, but the thing is, we need to know that God is with us, and He is uh, never going to leave us or forsake us. Yeah, there's there, and and Jesus, and to appreciate, really, really appreciate what the Lord has done, is doing here, even taking on the sin, even being humiliated, even being shamed, even being mocked and spit upon. So, but yeah, this is what's going on here. He said, "Well, he said." I am the Christ. I am the Son of Man. I am the Son of the Blessed. He said, I'm gonna, you're going to see me sitting at the right hand of, the, of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. And then what happens? The high priest tore his clothes. Now, the high priest had very... Expensive special, clothes. Very special clothes. It's like, Vestments it, it and garments show, it, with gold, I'm sure, and all yeah. kinds of... It says, what further need do we have of witnesses? You have heard this blasphemy. What do you think? And they all condemned him to be deserving of death. Worthy of death, right? Yeah. So he was setting all this drama up to just get pushed through his final agenda. Like we have so many actors today oh. who, you know, you know, put on their drama, their victimization, their poor me, whatever, to, 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 to get emotion running, running high. And this is what it was, tearing those clothes, getting the emotion running high. So blasphemous, using the word blasphemy. This this guy is the one who's blaspheming. Caiaphas is the one who's blaspheming, not Jesus. They began. Some began to spit on him and blindfold him to beat him, and and say to him, "Prophesy!" And the officers struck him with the palms of their hands. Right. Wow. So 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 they were now feeling free, taking the liberty to just go ahead and beat him up, and you know, spitting on someone is absolute absolute contempt. I mean, it's like. You know, yeah. it, it's disrespect in the highest form. I mean, you might, it's almost as, as disrespectful as shooting him. Yeah. I mean, shooting him probably is more um, honorable than spitting at someone. I don't know why that is, but so they were slapping him, beginning to condemn him. So their him. true colors were coming out, 
they had all the they had the law they had they the, had the prophets yeah. they had the priesthood they, they had, had the, the temple they had the uh, they had honor and power all, and prestige they had that you know thousands of years of this and they had the and wealth and they had the palaces and they had the wealth and they had the power and they had the backing of rome and they had but where was and and, and but yet no fear of god that's but, for sure but look at what's in the heart what's in the heart there was no fear of God here. Right no here, they were taken God. over by Satan's so religion contemptuous. Does not, religion and rules and regulations and tradition have no power to change a person's heart. That's right. So if you're practicing religion, if you're hung up, I don't care. There's many varieties. There's many denominations. There are people who are dedicated to, to their denominations. They're locked and they're bound in these denominations. They're preaching doctrines and gospels that are not at all uh, relevant to the Word of God, to the gospel of grace and good news. They're dying. They're wearing themselves out, trying to beat over the heads other people with their doctrine, and or they have no doctrine at all. Some are on the other side. They have absolutely, you know, laissez-faire, do what you will, uh, as a, as above, so below, or whatever. They're They're practicing all kinds of things or nothing at all, but none of those doctrines or lack of doctrines have any power to save us. The true power, it comes in a relationship, not a religion. And so if today you are struggling with your doctrine, it doesn't, you know, and even in the word of God, even if you read it very carefully and through the power and the under the anointing and instruction of the Holy Spirit, which you want to do, you say, Holy Spirit, I don't understand this. You need to show me. Um, it's still a great mystery, a wonderful, wonderful, endless depth of treasure um, with no end to it, as far as understanding, connecting the dots, making things uh, work. Under, understand. You know, people are simplistic. They want the simple, easy form of everything, the, the short uh, cut to everything. And yet with God... Soundbite. Yeah, just give me a soundbite, a 13-second soundbite, and I'll have it. I got it then. I've got, no, you don't have it. You don't have it at all. You think you do. That's the problem with a 13-second soundbite. You think you have it, but this is like immersing yourself in God, not in the feeling of the presence of God, but actually in the Word of God, the words of God, the stories. They're rich. They're full of, of, of wonder, and they tell you the truth. Now, he said, Jesus said, the Son of Man, he referred to himself, I am, I am, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming with the crowds of like, uh, clouds of heaven. When he said that part, by the way, sons of man, a Son of Man, he was referring to himself as he's referred to in the book of Enoch, which they all knew about, which was all about the giants, which was all about the, um, the judgment when the wicked would be judged. I mean, that whole book, that little tiny book of Enoch that you haven't read because you told it wasn't biblical, um, you haven't read it, so you don't want to, you know, stray off the off the road. But this book was written and laid on the coffee tables of Jesus' day, and he referred to himself as how he is referred to in that book as the Son of Man. Son of Man. They knew what that meant. That meant there's a judgment coming. That meant, as he said, that you're going to see me now coming in power in the clouds. That's already told about in that book when the righteous would be separated from the wicked. And and so he was referring to something that you and I probably don't quite get that son of man. Why does he call himself the son of man? Because that's how they knew this one who was the, 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 the son of the highest, the, the, the son of the most high, the most high God. Um, and so he was, again, taking, a, they were offending them really by implying, declaring that he is the character in the book of Enoch. He is the one that was talked about. And so, again, we see all of these um incredible, delicate pieces coming together mm -hmm. to bring forth uh, the amazing story that we completely miss. We completely, for the most part, in our little finite worlds, completely miss the power of this word and this story. Lord, we just ask that you will give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation yes. and knowledge of Jesus Christ. That we'll see it. That we'll see your word for what it is. That we would rightly divide your word of truth. We wouldn't mess it up like the false accusers of Jesus. We went to overlook it. They said, well, you yes, know, Jesus. It w they, he said something, but then they twisted it and they said it, it made it not, it wasn't what he said. Mm -hmm. So Lord God, I just pray that we would not, yes, Jesus, help us the to hear. creeds and, and, and customs of man and church religion, that we would just go back to your living word, to your scriptures. Thank you, Jesus. To absorb, to understand, to under, to walk with you. 
Thank you, in Jesus. In power and intimacy, yes, Lord, Father in these God. days. Hallelujah. Thank, Thank you, you, Jesus. For helping us, Lord. Yes, quicken our hearts and minds. Give us your strength and energy, your anointing. Help us to stand in having done all to stand. And Father, we bless each one today. We bless them with a deep and holy revelation of your love and truth. Amen. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.